You're tuning into this week's Revival Recap. Let's hear what's happening in the life of our church. Welcome to Revival Recap. I'm Seth Dahl here with Pastor Eddie Tate, and we're going to be talking about last Saturday's message. We had two services last Saturday, a little bit different, coming back <laughs> from COVID-19, first couple weeks back in the church. So we had the two o'clock and the six o'clock. We're going to be talking about the two o'clock message because yeah. six o'clock had no sermon. God showed up. Yeah. We worshiped for hours. Yeah. It was amazing. But Eddie did get to share at the two o'clock service. So that's what we're going to be talking about in this episode of Revival Recap. So, Eddie. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about Saturday. I wasn't even there <laughs> because I was at the six o'clock. Six o'clock was amazing. But, um, you had a lot of good stuff just addressing some of the things that uh, we're dealing with, but yeah. how Christians need to approach this. And so um, w- why do you feel like God gave you this exact message yeah. for us? Yeah, honestly, a lot of it was, and I said this at the message that, you know, sometimes God will put a word on my heart for the church. Sometimes God's bearing a word inside of me because it's my process. And yeah. this was really... I was processing what I've been going through the last few months of just sorting out where I actually am with everything going on yeah. and just what God's been opening up in my heart and just revelation I've been getting. So I kind of just shared out of my process more than anything else because yeah. I figured, you know, if I'm going through it, there's a lot of people going through those similar things. Absolutely. Yeah. I've seen that yeah. over the years. Yeah. Um, one of the things you said was as a church, we need to be aware that we don't want to become known just for what we're against, right. but what we're for. Right. Can yeah. you elaborate a little bit on yeah, that? Yeah, I sure can. I mean, if you watch social media right now or just, you know, you get into a conversation with anybody, everybody's got an opinion and everybody's probably got a strong opinion. And I've been really sorting out the whole, we can't actually choose sides. We have to, we have to be a place of, of foundation and stability for the world, for our brothers and sisters, for everyone, instead of saying, I agree with this side and not this side. We start to choose. We start to divide ourselves, regardless on if that was our intention or not. And you may have an opinion, and that's the thing. I have opinions about what's going on, but yeah. I can't let my opinions actually start to make people feel like I'm against them for their opinion. So my heart needs to be positioned to a place where people understand that I love them, regardless of where they are. It's like, hey, I may not actually agree with your opinion, but that's not the that's yeah. not actually the topic. Yeah. The topic is I'm here, I'm a support. I should be the love of Christ for everyone I come in contact with. So if the first thing I'm known for is love, not my opinion, yeah. I actually represent the kingdom well. Because the kingdom isn't coming with an opinion, the kingdom's coming with love. Yeah, come on. Yeah. That's good. Another thing you said was something like we need to get rid of our bs <laughs> uh, <so laughs> and we, then you let it sit there <laughs> you you took a drink we need to deal with our bs or something and then you took a drink and you just let that bs kind of float out there for a minute and then you told us what you meant uh, what do you mean here so belief system our belief uh-huh. system you know and and everybody got it's a lot of BS. And, and I like that because realistically, I think we all need to actually probably take an internal look at our 
BS, we believe right now. our yeah. belief system. Uh-huh. But, you know, everybody immediately goes to that other mind frame. And I like to have fun with it. I you know, told everybody they'd been cooped up too long. Yes. What are they thinking? Yes. But, you know, our belief system, it's, it's just real. It's like, what are we known for? Do people know what we believe when they encounter us? Or do they hear what we believe and see it on social media and it becomes more of a tool to condemn people rather than, hey, my belief system is based out of love. So dealing with our BS. Dealing with our BS. (laughs) Any practical advice on how to check our belief systems? How to evaluate what we really believe? I mean, I know personally working with people for a really long time, usually you, you see what a person truly believes by how they live when they're not performing for someone else right is there any way you could say here's how you kind of just evaluate that like do we see a behavior and go oh i really don't like that or am i only talking about what i'm against am i attacking right do people feel like is are those signs of maybe i need to check what's going on how would you yeah give us some practical tips i, I mean and, and this is part of the process i'm going through is i've i've kind of learned to take a almost like a checklist of are the fruit of the spirit active in my life? Um, And where am I finding those fruits? Where am I finding the source of those fruits? So is my peace based on nothing going on or is it based on everything happening and I'm still carrying a sense of peace? Is my joy based on a good time or a moment or is there a joy that comes out of me regardless of my circumstances? Yeah. So I think really just for me, and I think it's a good exercise for us is that we really look at the fruit of the spirit in our lives and say, are these things actually reactionary based on outside influences or are they internal things that actually are, are creating our compass and our direction on how we navigate these circumstances? So kind of like if I don't have peace because the world is, especially America's in so much turmoil mm-hmm. right now, if I can't have peace, then that's, I'm, I'm getting my peace from a, a source other than God. And my belief system is that when everything is okay, I can be okay and peaceful rather than, oh, no, no, I, my belief systems can create peace inside me no matter what's going on. So I can actually help bring peace, be a peacemaker in those situations. Because if those situations take my peace, I can't make peace. That's right. They only make peace yeah. when they're okay. Jesus slept during the storm. You only the have storm. the authority over the things that you can sleep in. So it's just, good. it's one of those, you know, if, if the peace is an external circumstance, then you're, you're always going to, and part of what I had said in the message is that we need to actually be based on the rock and the foundation of our faith and who we trust in. Not that everything blows us to the left and right. We don't want to be tossed yeah. to and fro by the yeah. wind which the wind represents any type of outside circumstance or influence. We want to actually be so stable that when the wind comes, we are something that it beats against and people actually find stability in us so that they can find their faith because we may be the only Jesus someone knows. Now they'll meet him through Through relationship, but honestly, we may be that first foundational place that they're like, there's stability in this person. I need to get close to them. And then when they do, they see, oh, it's not him that's stable. It's who he stands upon. We used to tell kids, well, children's teams, like when I was training a lot of children's teams, we would say, every child's encounter with God starts with their encounter with you. Yeah, that's and right. And if you're, if you're not peaceful when they encounter you, it actually 
hinders their ability to encounter God yeah. through you. Totally. totally. And that's all a belief. It's yep. all beliefs. It's, what it's we our believe. BS, man. It's our BS. <laughs> I want good BS, not bad BS. <laughs> um, okay. You also talked about people are frequently saying things like, I can't wait for stuff to get back to normal. Oh, yeah. It's starting to get back to normal. Church is getting back to normal. Life's getting back to normal. For us, the restaurants are getting back to normal. <laughs> no, We're good. very happy about that. <laughs> but you you address that whole thing and with a correction. Like yeah. where we, we may not be want we may not want to actually get back to normal. God may not want us to get back to normal. What what do you what'd you say? To yeah, that? not a, I mean normal is a normal's a a disguise, honestly. You know, one of the statements I made is that what we believe is normal, God may think is old. Wow. And he's actually, you know, in Isaiah 42, 9, it says, I, I, I declare a new thing. And it's this idea that God wasn't surprised. He wasn't caught off guard. None of this time, you know, we sometimes can look at circumstances and say, God will turn all things to good. But we don't actually back up and say he actually knew it was coming anyways. Yeah. We think, oh, this horrible surprise happened. But God's going to turn it into something good. It's like God knew about it way beforehand. And he already had the plan He already in place. had the plan in place. Yeah. He's actually wanting us to partner with him and recognize what he was doing the whole, the time. whole time. So this time we've been in, I mean, one of the things I said is there's two ways you look at it. If you're wanting to get back to normal, you were hidden for a season and you're coming back out into what you knew. I was planted for a season and I'm coming out with some new growth in my life. Yeah. So I needed to recognize I've been planted, not hidden. And being planted means I'm being I'm being put somewhere so that I can grow. I can get the nourishment from what I need and grow. And God's taking us out of the ground and he's saying, okay, it's time for you to come out. And it's time for me to brush off the dirt that was on there, but actually show you there's something so new ahead. And I think we're in the, I think we're honestly focused on the greatest revival that has ever touched the planet. Yeah. If we will recognize yeah. we're not going back to something old, yeah. we're actually stepping into something so new and so available that God's actually going to transform the face of the earth with us. I think you used the verse, behold, I'm doing a new thing. What's yeah. the verse? Um, Isaiah 42, 9. Yeah. And doesn't yeah. God say, behold, I'm doing a new thing? Can you see it? Yeah. It's a, Therefore, I declare it. I speak it before you. Yeah. Can you see it? It's like, are we aware of what God's doing right now? Or are we, we trying to hold normal? Yeah. It, what we call normal. It's the, the path is the, the, he is the lamp to our feet, not to our back. Yeah. To our path. <laughs> I say he's the, the Bible, the word of God is the lamp to our feet and a light to our path, path. not a light to our past. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you know, Egypt didn't look backwards. Israel. When they are, is, yeah, they Israel, tried a few Israel times. looked, every time yeah. they looked backwards, all they saw was what was coming after them. When they looked forward, they saw the promise. Yeah. God's not standing beside us going, hey, we'll make it one of these days. He's standing at the promise going, I'm waiting for you here. And that was part of their problem of not taking the promised land for so long because they wouldn't look at the promise. They only looked at the problems yep. and the giants, and they only looked back. They're like, if we were still in Egypt, this would have been all, we would be eating food right now. And then, but there's giants over there. So looking at the yep. promise, not the past, not the problems, not the challenges, but the promise yep. that helps pull us through the challenges to take the land that God has yep. given it's, us. It's, it's a scary idea to think we're going to get back to normal because it's like we've actually undermined 
what God's doing in a uh-huh. season. Because we're saying, God, what you have planned isn't as good as the what slavery we... I had. Wow. It's a scary place to be. But it's an exciting place to be because yeah. we're actually people that see the plan of God. Yes. We and we're, we're partnering with There's him, big so. fruit. Keep yes. your eyes on the fruit. Yep. That's our job. Joshua, Caleb. Yes. Take a little nibble of this giant grape and <laughs> let's go get them. Um, final thing I think we should talk about is you talked about getting our input from social media or where we get our input from. Yeah. Talk a little bit more about that, will you? Yeah, I and this has been my season really in the last few weeks, especially. But um, I I can't allow myself to have more input of of external sources than I can the Word of God, worshiping God, the presence of God. So my time in the Word has to be greater than my time in social media. My time in prayer and adoration towards Him needs to actually be more even than my voice on social media or saying what I believe. It's like, no, my words shouldn't be wasted to say what I'm against or combat or even talk about my opinion. It's like, God, I adore you. I acknowledge who you are. It's my adoration to him. The input has to be the word of God, has to be the presence of God. I need to be so focused on what's coming in so that my convictions don't get swayed. Because the reality is that whatever I digest the most of, is going to have the most influence on me. So social media and what everybody is saying is the thing that I'm digesting the most. That's where my foundation is going to be found. And there are so many contradicting truths, like scientific, verifiable. This is what it is. No, this is what it is. No, this. There's so many things that are conflicting each other. And a lot of them have a lot of truth and a a lot of good behind them. But it's like in this time when there's so much confusion, I don't want to have confusion be the appetite that I'm feasting on. I want a conviction that I'm feasting on. I'm going to read this to everyone. Bill Johnson said this at some point. I saw it. We already talked about this, but here's what Bill said. And I think it's always like I know for me, it's a good sign if I'm saying something (laughs) and then I find out Bill said it around the same time, like. We're listening uh, to the same yes. Lord here. Yep, that's right. This is a really good sign. Here's what he said recently. If you have more input from mainstream media than you do from the word of God, your discouragement is self-inflicted. Yeah. Wow, it's such a it's good word. right on track with what you're saying. And Someday I, I'll be as eloquent as Bill when I say One of these things. days. <laughs> um, but I remember like talking about that. I remember I did a 30-day social media fast at yeah. one point. And it wasn't in a time like this. It was just for my own self. 30 yeah. days. No, I did nothing. And I realized, wow, it is so easy for me to tune into God right now because I don't have to sift yeah. through everyone else's opinions yeah. because social media is filled with so many opinions and rarely are they God's opinion. Right. And so it became really easy for me. When I had no social media, I was like, oh, wow, I feel... Yeah, I'm not sifting, navigating through any yeah. stuff. There's no stuff to navigate yeah. through. It's just me and him. So that was and I, you know, a lot of people and and it, it's a habit that we sometimes have as people is like, oh, there's something bad. Okay, I'm going to reject it fully. You know, if a social media is fast as what you're called to, it's great. I'm not fasting from social media. I'm just being aware of what my balance is. Like, yeah. am I taking in more of the Word of God, the truth of who He is? 
compared to everything else. Yeah. Because I honestly want to have a voice. I want to I want to see where people are at. Because I don't want to disconnect so much to where I've actually totally. disconnected from where the rest of the people are at. So that if I come back, I'm like, what happened? Yeah. It's what like, no, I'm watching what's happening. It's like, I mm-hmm. want to be that voice of stability and conviction and love for it's people. Yeah. But I have to make sure that I'm, and it's that concept that is my tank full so that I have enough to give out. Wow. I don't want to be an empty vessel talking on theory. Yeah. I want to be full of the spirit and presence of God and the word of God so that what's coming out is fresh revelation, fresh presence driven, fresh love. So come on. Yep. I love it. Come on, man. <laughs> well, so good. This is a really good episode yeah. of Revival Recap. Guys, thank you for joining Eddie Thanks, and myself on this episode of Revival Recap, talking about last Saturday night. Saturday afternoon. Saturday afternoon. And for more on this journey to join us uh, more, go to BethelATX.com. And we're on there. We're also on Facebook, Instagram, all of that. Yep. But we love you all. Bless you all. And hopefully this is helpful. This is yep. a good work. So God bless you. We'll see you soon. Thanks for tuning in to this week's Revival Recap. For more of our podcasts and other resources, visit BethelATX.com.